and he despised him. He said to David, Am I a dog that you come at me with sticks? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. Come here, he said, and I'll give you flesh to the birds of the air and the beasts of the field. David said to the Philistine, You come against me with sword and spear and javelin, but I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This day the Lord will hand you over to me, and I'll strike you down and cut off your head. Today I will give the carcasses of the Philistine army to the birds of the air and the beasts of the earth, And the whole world will know that there is a God of Israel. All those gathered here will know that it is not by sword or spear that the Lord saves. For the battle is the Lord's and he will give all of you into our hands. As the Philistine moved closer to attack him, David ran quickly towards the battle line to meet him. Reaching into his bag and taking out a stone... He slung it and struck the Philistine on the forehead. The stone sank into his forehead, and he fell face down on the ground. So David triumphed over the Philistine with a sling and a stone. Without a sword in his hand, he struck down the Philistine and killed him. David ran and stood over him. He took hold of the Philistine's sword and drew it from the scabbard. And after he killed him, he cut off his head with the sword. When the Philistines saw that their hero was dead, they turned and ran. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I don't know about you guys, but I've lived in this for some time now, this passage. Um... I had uh, a couple of hours stuck on the M6 the other night coming back from Manchester and uh, an opportunity to, to think and to consider. So, what do I want to call this, really? I could call it Five Stones. Jenny and I sometimes watch a programme on television called The Four... I'll come back this way a bit. Called The, five do- called the Four Rooms. Uh, I don't know how many of you have seen it, but we like it. I could call it The Five Stones. I've, I've got Contending for the Kingdom, uh, and... Uh, I want to just begin by saying this. I spend many of my nights with Goliath. I don't mean Jenny, by the way. Just to, to clear that one up. And I, I don't know how it's for you, but you know, sometimes I go to bed and I'm troubled, I'm disturbed, I'm, I'm vexed. I'm concerned about situations and circumstances. Sometimes it's to, to do with work and uh, I'll go to bed and I, I know that he's there. During the day, I can dismiss him, mostly. But night time is usually difficult. And so, I want to say this, that he wants to invade my privacy. Yeah, my, my bedroom's private. He wants to invade that privacy. He wants to um, intimidate me. It's funny, I, I woke this morning with this. It's, I say it's lived, me, lived with me for a while, but I woke up this morning and I, I saw, two, saw the two valleys. I saw the army of... Israel on one side, and I saw the Philistines on the other. And uh, to, to the left, I saw a figure that was removed from all of this. And I thought, how strange is that? And, and he was doing this, you know. And I thought, sign language. And then I realized it was the Tic Tac Man. He was taking odds on the battle. 
And I, I heard him say, 100 to 1 on Goliath. 2 to 1 on... And, and there was nobody, there wasn't one single person who, either for the armies of God, believed that David would win. And the Philistines were so sure and so certain that their man, who was a champion many times over, would defeat him and win. And so nobody believed in David. Not one person. The only one who believed in David was God. Was God. And if he believes in us, it's all that matters. You know, recently, life, life for us has been, has been, what would I say, tough in the sense of busy. I don't know about you, but you know, because of the recession, that the, it seems that the more that you do, the more that they want. Yeah, so instead of doing one man's job, you do two man's jobs. And life's been tough in that way. And I want to say that Goliath, he, he, he vies for the bedside position. He hopes that he's the last voice that you hear at night and the first one that you hear in the morning. He wants to wake us with worry, stirs us with thoughts of stress. You know what he says to me is this. Has God said? Did he say? Did God tell you? One of his favorite things for me is this. He says, you haven't got what it takes. You haven't got what it takes. You come from a a long line of losers. Actually, I do. (laughs) I've joined the winning side now. But yeah, I do. I come from a long line of losers. No one in my family owns their own home. No one in my family has ever held a job. My, my sisters, all, all of their children are by different men. My family is dysfunctional. But I'm the, I'm the only one who's escaped. And I woke a couple of weeks ago, and I rolled over, and, and Jenny was there, and uh, I saw him. He was lying in the bed. And I looked, and I said, come on. This bed ain't big enough for the three of us. <laughs> and we're not going. We're not moving. So, come on, off you go. And I don't know how it is for you, you know. Hmm. But it's, it's a hard time sometimes. And I, I've seen him, I, I've seen him stood on the valley. And he calls and he says, come and have a go if you think you're hard enough. And so my response is simple. Don't worry, I'll be over in a minute. I'll be across. I won't keep you waiting. I'm, as long as it takes to come down this side, I'll be with you. But we have to contend, we have to fight. Because the victory is not just a simple thing, that it's like that, it's like that. There's a contention and a fighting. I I wanted to say that that in this place this morning, Goliath is going to topple, he's going to fall. He's going over. One, because he can't stand in the presence of God, and two, because we have the, the Lord of the armies of heaven on our side, because we win. And I, I wanted to ask, you know, what, what are our giants today? So what are the giants that we face? I listed a few, you know, yours may be among them, but come on. Biggest one is fear, unemployment, abandonment, intimidation. What's the giant that's in your life? What is it that causes you to be hard-pressed? What about the mistake that you made? The guilt that you live with? Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. The giant stands and he intimidates and he accuses. But I want to say that today is the day to stand because God has given us the victory. Through him we overcome. Through the cross we win. 
Finally and finally and once and for all, we win. We win. It's a done deal. It's a done deal. The Lord has the Lord has won the battle. And I, I, I write this down. Sing the battle, raise the battle cry. Sing the victory song. For the Lord is on our side. And so, I want to ask this morning, who's on the Lord's side? Who? Who? And if we are, we win. But quite pictorial, really. A slender youth kneels by the brook. His knee is in the mud and the babbling water. And he selects five stones. Picks up five stones. Perfectly smooth. That have been worked by the passage of time. They fit perfectly in a sling. Oh, Jesse said this to me this morning. I think this is great. So here it comes then. Yeah? It's the sound of the new thing that God is doing. I thought that was absolutely incredible. Just as the sling begins to turn, there's a sound, there's a noise. It's the noise of what heaven is doing. And suddenly something is released. Something new occurs. That which stood before us, that was in our way, in our path, that obstructed the purpose of God, that meant that we couldn't fulfill our destiny, it's going to go over. It's going to collapse and fall down. Stones that fly straight and true. Stones that are taken out the lion and the bear. Wow. And stones that are now fit for a giant. Goliath towers above them all. Nine foot, nine inches in height and snarling like a lion. Intimidating. And he says this, I, I, I defy the armies of God. I defy you. Choose a man. Send him over. We'll fight. There's no need for all of us to perish, but just send one. On the other side of the hill, cowardly custards, quaking, fearful, afraid. What are the odds for the young man? Come on, give him the odds. Don't cry. said only God believed in him. What are the odds that you place upon yourself for a victory? What odds do you give yourself to win through, to break through? Over 40 years ago, I chose to live for God. The odds of my success have got greater as the years have passed. Because the things that troubled me and the things that assailed me, well, they've withered and they've died. And the sins that affected me, well, life changes many things. And the struggles are not so great now. But all that it took was perseverance that I kept going, that I kept going. You know, your Goliath doesn't carry a sword or a shield or a spear, but he brandishes blades of unemployment, of depression, of difficulty, of circumstance, of trials and tribulation. He comes and accuses you and says, it will always be this way. You'll never win. But if you persevere, you'll win. I say to folks in Friendship First, they come and they're despondent. Come on, let's get up, let's go, let's keep going, let's push on, let's move on. Because this is here only for us to overcome. It's all it is. He doesn't parade in the hills of Elah. He prances through our work, workplace, our office room, our classroom. He walks through that and tries to cause devastation to us. You know, Goliath was an ancient foe of the Israelites. 
I want to say to you that Joshua drove the forerunners of Goliath out of the promised land. How do I know? What did he say? We can't go in there. There's giants in the land. Historically, they were foes of, of the Israelites. I wonder how long you've been stalked by your Goliath. I wonder how many years he's rose his head against you that he stood up and said, you can't. Has God said, you can't do this. You possibly can't do this. Saul's soldiers stood on the hill and they mumbled to themselves and said, oh no, not again. We thought we dealt with you once. But I want to say to you that actually intimidation comes back again and again and again and again. And I stand up again and again and again and again. I thought of that song, you know, there's a song that, that, that used to be sung. We fall over but we get up again. I quite like that. I don't know why I like it, but it's... But the answer is that we get up again. We get up again. I see family traits of this in my own family. Divorce runs through the family. Epidemics of different things happen for us. But not for me. But not for me. (laughs) Only I alone have escaped. Shame. But I've escaped. I used to say words like, I, I like Facebook and I don't like it, you know? It's a weird thing. We've got a love-hate relationship. But one of my cousins posts on there, and she's quite aggressive in the things that she says, quite domineering in the way that she comes across. And when I, whenever I listen to a post, I think, that's my father. She comes across just as he did, just the same way, family mannerisms and traits. And I used to go to a place where I used to say, I sit like him. We, we were in a restaurant one day, and I, I was sitting, uh, I thought, I sit like he does. And I used to think, well, I think like he does. I act like, well, I don't now, but I, no, I used to. I act like he does. I can't escape my destiny. But in Christ, he's overcome. I'm a new creation. Amen. Brand new man. Yeah. Old things have passed away. <laughs> How wonderful is that? It's a new day, a new beginning. When Saul heard the Philistines challenge, they, they were terrified. But I want to say, remember that the commander of the Lord's army is with us. He's with us. He's with us. And so quickly, I want to look at five stones of success. David picked up five stones. I want to suggest this morning that we make five decisions. Okay. So the first stone is the stone of the past. Goliath jogged David's memory. He knew that he'd fought the lion and the bear. He understood that he'd arm-wrestled with the bear. He understood that he'd killed the lion. And Goliath was just another one in the list of things that had been put in front of him. He'd do the same with this Philistine. Let me say this. Good memory produces heroes. And bad memory produces whims. Sorry. But I remember the goodness of God in the tough times, in the hard times, in the circumstances, in the days of, uh, uh, of not being able to pay this bill or that bill, I remember the faithfulness of God. He's walked with me through the fire. He's been with me through deep water. I haven't drowned and I haven't burnt. And I'm not going to. I'm going to finish the race. I'm crossing the line. He's proven to be faithful. His mercies will end you every morning. 
outstanding is that? <laughs> He's made roadkill out of their enemies. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> the little bits I like, you know. <laughs> He's made roadkill out of their enemies. Write in the sand today's failures, but chisel the victories in stone. Uh-huh. So that when the wind comes, it blows away what you've written in the sand. The things that you've written there of your faith, write them in the sand, but chisel in stone the victories of God. Make them like a memorial place so that you can go back and visit them again and you can stand in front of them and say, on this day God did. Yeah. They told me once I'd have no children, you know. This sort of went in one ear and out the other. But when I got married, I remembered it. Mm -hmm. I've chiselled in stone my victories. I have four. And there are countless others that have been born to to ladies who can't have them through prayer. I chiselled them in stone. Let no one erase the testimony of the faithfulness and the goodness of God. Second one is a stone of prayer. Before going high to meet Goliath, David went low. He stooped down to select five stones from the brook. I want to suggest that we don't face our giant without prayer. I don't know how your prayer life is. Mm-hmm. Mine becomes uh, in- increased when I get delayed on the M6. And uh, so for two hours we sit. And I grumble and pray and grumble and pray alternately. Mm-hmm. David spawns, prayer spawned David's success. Wisdom grew in his heart. He strengthened himself in, in the Lord his God. In, in Isaiah, it says this, that you'll keep him in perfect peace. His mind is stayed on him. Your mind stayed on God today? Was it looking at the circumstance and the situation and saying it's impossible? It's impossible. Without God it is. Fix your mind on God. Not, not, not just peace. Okay, not just peace, but perfect peace. It's the quality of peace. Undiluted, unspotted, unhindered peace. To whom his minds are fixed on God. The third stone I have is the stone of priority. Our highest priority is God's reputation. Yeah. David jealously guarded it. Who is this uncircumcised Philistine yeah, that stands up and mocks the, the, the people of God? Who is he? Who is he? Might be big in stature, might be big in appearance, might even sound like a lion. Heard that somewhere else. Sounds like a lion, but he's not really. Who is he? David thought that the whole earth may know that there's a God in Israel. The battle is the Lord's. David saw Goliath as as an opportunity for the glory of God to be manifested, to be seen and to be known. Let me ask you a question. Did David know he'd survive? Mm -mm. Did he go with any great confidence that he would win? Mm -mm. David was willing to give his life for the reputation of God. Though he slay me, I will go. I will go. 
I wonder if we see our, sign, uh, our giant in the same way. Our lack of uh, provision is God's opportunity to show what he can do. Our sickness is God's opportunity for him to show that he can heal. Our sin is a wonderful, amazing opportunity for God to show his grace. Your struggle in life is his opportunity for him to declare his power and his authority. Hmm. Our struggle is the canvas on which God will paint his multicoloured victory. The canvas of your life, the canvas of your difficulty, all that you, you present, God will paint on that his multicoloured victory. The fourth one is the stone of passion. David ran. Oh my goodness, I'd take big steps, I would uh, the opposite way. <laughs> David ran towards his giant. On one side of the battlefield, Saul and his cowardly army were gulping. Yeah. On the other side, Goliath and his chums were scoffing and mocking God. So I, I, I see many things. Usually, I, I know, I, can I say it's God? Well, I don't know, but it might be my imagination, but I read something and then I see it. And that's what I write down. Hmm. And so Goliath is in the middle and David is running. In the middle, David ran on, on his spindly legs. <laughs> Yeah. And who bet on him? A youth, a young man, a nobody, a shepherd boy, with a history. Mm-hmm. Who bet on him? Not the Philistines, not the Hebrews, not David's brothers or David's king, but God did. You know, young folks, young Davids, we don't despise you because in your youth you can be active for God. Don't be put down. Don't let anybody put you down. Don't be intimidated because of your youth. You can do great things for God. It just takes that you run, that you journey, that you build a reputation with him, that you build a history. You can do great things. And we look at church and we say, but we're small, but we're tiny, but we can't. But but we can. But we can. But we can make a difference. But we can affect change. We can pull down Goliath. We can cut his head off. His legs became a blur of pumping on his small, weak knees. Can I suggest that you do the same? Yeah, do the same. Do the same. Problem pondering has never won victories. Jenny and I have our moments and we come to a place sometimes and we say, oh, come on, girl, let's leave this now. It's not worth it. It really isn't worth pondering this any longer or or, or wasting any more energy on this thing or this circumstance. Let's just leave it. I get people come to Friendship First, you know, and they, they address the symptom rather than the cause. And I say, come on, leave the symptom alone. Take a tablet. But leave the symptom alone. Let's deal with the cause and then we'll deal with the symptom. And sometimes I say, look, forget all that. Leave it. Put it on the shelf. Because if God wants you to go back to it, you'll go back to it another day. 
Let's leave it for now because it's time to move on. And I say, it'll come back and haunt me. And then I say, when it comes back and haunt me, come and find me and we'll deal with it. But for now, let's leave it with God. Listing hurts won't heal them. I've got a page full of them. You're not around church for 40 years and you don't get hurt. I've got a lister, you know. List as long as you're on, but listing them don't heal them. It doesn't. Itemizing problems won't solve them. It doesn't. Never does. Categorizing rejections won't remove them. You know what does it? <laughs> David severed the giant's head from his body and dealt with his Goliath by emphasizing the Lord. Let's lift Jesus higher. He's here as one who delivers, as one who sets the captive free. And they have the final stone. And it's a stone called the stone of persistence. I fall over, but I get up again. It's said that Goliath had four brothers. You can read about them in 2 Samuel. David selected five stones. Why? Because he thought the other four brothers may show up and he was ready for them. He was ready to unleash a full barrel of all that God had given to him. He was ready for the family if they came. If they'd come to intimidate, he was ready. I want to say to you that one prayer might not be enough. One day of fasting and prayer might not suffice. You might get knocked down a time or two, but don't quit, get up again. I get knocked down but I get up again. I want to finish with this. I, just, just a very small history lesson. I'll, I'll try and be brief. The background to, to what I've shared with you is this. Goliath is fallen. David severs his head. As he said, the body laid in the valley, bleached by the sun for the birds. David picked up, you can read it yourself, he picked up his sword and his spear and his shield and he picked up his head (laughs) and he took them to his tent and they went to Jerusalem. I need to communicate this well. the, The sword, the shield and the spear were put in the temple. The head was paraded around the streets. I dare say they enjoyed a game of football or two. And eventually, the weapons were symbols of the victory of the children of God. The head was... uh, hmm. There is a green hill far away without the city wall. Where our dear Lord was crucified, he died to save us all. Yeah? That hill is not outside the city now, it's part of Jerusalem, but the hill still, is still there. The head of Goliath was, was buried in a hill outside the city. The name of the hill was called Golgotha, Goliath of Gaul. The hill of the skulls. On that hill, Christ was crucified. I want to say to you that the foot of Jesus Christ was on the the head of his enemy. 
because underneath him was buried the head of Goliath. Mm-hmm. Today we, we find ourselves in a place of victory because of the victory of the cross. We find ourselves in a place where we, we actually live by the victory of Christ. We overcome because of the cross and all that he did. His head was on the head, his foot was on the head of his enemy. That day and every day. Okay, we overcome through him. I'm conscious that there are situations and circumstances. There are time, times of testing and trial. Times where God wants to intervene. I'm conscious of the fact that he draws us. That he's calling us. And so today maybe it's a day that you come to Christ. Maybe it's a day where you reinforce the victory of the cross. Where you come to a place of victory through Christ. I, I want to pray. What, what, I, what I also want to do is I, w- I want to ask that we could stand. Um, I want to say this to you as well. That, that the next time Goliath wakes you up, just load your sling. Yeah. The next time in the morning when you, you wake and he's there, load your sling. Because before you can swing it, he'll be gone. He'll depart. He'll, he'll leave the room. Okay, so if you could stand, I'm just going to pray. And we'll, we'll finish at that point. I'm, I have it on my heart that I, I, I want to pray for anybody who feels that there's an obstruction in their path. One who faces a giant and an obstacle. Somebody who, who feels that they can't move forward. Those who feel intimidated. Those who look at circumstance and say, but it's always been this way. There's always been trial. There's always been trouble. There's always been difficulty. But I, I want to specifically pray today because what we're going to do, we're going to do, we're going to do a lobotomy. I stuck it on Facebook and Jenny, Jenny works at, she works at the hospital and she came back to me and she said, what does it mean? Yeah. It's off with his head. Okay, that's what it means. Off with his head, lobotomy. We're, we're going to cut away those things that are not helpful to us. Okay. Father, I thank you for your your goodness and your grace to us that we are those who have been called to the family of God. And so, Father, we we, we come and in front of us from time to time there are things that appear like giants to us. Situations, circumstances, obstacles, unemployment, hardship and trials of many kind. But, Father, I thank you that through the cross of Christ we win. That through that cross we, we have overcome that we share in the victory of the cross. Father, I thank you that you sent Jesus to be our deliverer and our saviour, that he is the one who is the commander of the armies of God. And so, Father, right now in this place this morning, I pick up that sword of faith and I sever the giant's head. I cut it asunder and loose the people of God into their destiny and into all that you've planned for them. Father, we deal with the enemy that confronts us. We, yeah, I run towards him now because there's not, a, not an ounce of fear in my heart. I run towards him and I chop his head off and I declare freedom and victory from bondage in this place and the grace and goodness of God. Father, release the blessing of God in so many places. Father, let there be employment. Let there be victory. Let there be overcoming. Let there be all of the goodness of God seen and known amongst the family here, I pray. And Father, we refuse to be intimidated. We will not go away. We continue to push forward into the kingdom plans of God and we rejoice in the victory that you've won. Father, I pray that you do this for us all now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.